Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at MileHighReport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. Adam to steal a line from Anchorman and a watch. That's what we've come to with the Broncos search from Brian Fantana. Andrew Mason doing plane watch over at Centennial Airport. Can we start calling Nathaniel Mace Hackett. Brian? Can we can we call Mace Brian Fantana? Definitely. Awesome. Great. That's what I want to do. Which means we could call Eric Goodman Brick Tamlin? No, he'd be sure. champ, right? He'd be yeah. champ kind. Champ kind because of the sports thing. All right. Whammy! <laughs> Do we just decide? So, All right, keep moving. If you didn't follow Andrew Mason on Twitter yesterday, he was basically updating the the flight tracker site that he was using for Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, who was at Dove Valley on Monday to interview in person for the Broncos head coaching position, and it was like close to two hours that his flight got pushed back. So. The first thing that I thought of was Panda Watch yeah. from Anchorman. Also, and also creepy. Like it, to me, that was, and I, I don't, I don't know why people like. Do I need to know that there's a private jet flying from point A to point? Like I, I, I was surprised, a little shocked that there was a website. Maybe I'm just naive. I was surprised there was a, a website that you could go to and track flights. Like, <laughs> like well, that's one of the things that media and fans did with the Peyton Manning. Right. I, I had completely forgotten about all that. 
because it was so long ago. It was a, it was a different lifetime. At least it feels like it now that I had forgotten that we were doing that on Twitter. And so, to, so when we started seeing Mace tweeting out these updates in his Panda watch, I, I, I was like, this is, it feels creepy. It feels creepy. And maybe partly it felt creepy because I was totally in on Peyton Manning coming to the Broncos. I have, I, I couldn't, I am, I am so far away from caring about this head coaching search that it, I just can't get into it. So I finally sort of recognized the creepiness of it all. And I'm with you until the Broncos have a quarterback and an owner. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. It yeah. really doesn't. No, I, I agree. In fact, I, I told you before we started recording, whoever they hire is just a bridge to the next to the next owner. And and maybe the next owner comes in and says, ooh, I like what you've done with the place. I love the drapes. Let's keep you and we'll you know continue to decorate. But they might come in and say, I hate this place. Let's gut it and, and you know rebuild. And until you know what you're getting, this is all circumspect, which is probably not the right word. It's all, uh, you know, it's, it's all conjecture. And I, it, I'm, I'm sort of tired of the conjecture and I'll tell you why let's go back in time. Gary Kubiak is hired to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And he goes and wins a super bowl in his first season in Denver goes nine and seven in his second season and then retires or whatever he did. I don't know. And then they hire a, a guy who we were pretty excited about at the time. And Vance Joseph was like, woohoo, this guy is a leader of men and they're going to have great practices. It's going to be amazing. And then two years later, they're off looking for another head coach and they hire Vic Fangio. And we were, I was, I don't know about you, but I was excited. Yeah. Defensive guru. That's what death they need. By inches. Yeah. Death by inches, blah, blah, blah. Spaghetti and meatballs. I can say that because that's our word. Um, <laughs> and here we are. Three seasons later, you got one extra season, and and most of the season, you knew he was gone. So it was sort of like, wait, wake me up when they have an ownership in place that is going to commit to this team and build this franchise back up to what it is. Until then, all of this is just, it's it's just not it's just not bringing me in right now. I can't get excited about. It. And the guys on the list. We, you know, talked about the lit, the coach list last time we recorded, which was two weeks ago. The guys on the list that's been narrowed down, you got Dan Quinn, Nathaniel Hackett, who we talked about, Kevin O'Connell. Okay, neat. That's all I got. It, I, I will, I will add, I will add this. The one thing that I that people keep throwing out there, and I've had it done to me on social media is one of the reasons they don't want Dan Quinn is because if he brings in a young offensive coordinator, then that means the young offensive coordinator will get plucked and become a head coach. And my response to that is always, that means the Broncos are winning again. We it's been get a guy. six years since the Broncos won. Let's start small. You, you have to get crawl. An old guy. You have to crawl before you walk. I would take the Broncos winning at this point if that means their young offensive coordinator gets plucked to be a head coach. Imagine thinking you got to find an old offensive coordinator so he doesn't get plucked to become a head coach somewhere else. Like that's to me that is that is the ultimate like just as a fan you are completely out of it at that point. You are you are not seeing the the truth. You are not seeing the facts on the ground. You are in your mind, making up some sort of strange 
scenario like you're you're in a different multiverse as well like I, we, we always talk about this is the worst timeline and how can i get into a different multiverse version i i get it but you're you're actually living that other multiverse universe in this universe if that's how you think i you know who i want what's the name of the kid from san francisco the is it mcdaniel or daniels or mc whatever mcdowell Mike mcdaniel yeah can we get him can, can, can someone hire him to just come to denver and maybe just like do press conferences. I don't even care what he does on the field. His press conferences are amazing. Why wouldn't you want to hire him? Hire him as the head coach. Well, and that's the thing that I've talked about on, on the radio and the various hits that I do. There's your young offensive mind. And it dips back into the Kyle Shanahan tree because remember when Dan Quinn was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, he hired Kyle Shanahan to be his offensive coordinator. So he's worked with that offense before. But as Mike Garofolo apparently has said on NFL Network, there's a lot of buzz about Dan Quinn in Chicago with the Bears. Sure. I mean, it's it's possible. I, I The Bears are, are definitely in a, a search. They have something that the Broncos don't have. Uh, they have two things the Broncos don't have. I'm not going to say they have good ownership, but at least they have stable ownership. Because if you ask people in Chicagoland, and I live out here, so – I, I talk to them all the time. They hate their owners. Uh, they think that it's time to sell the team. They say it all the time. Time to sell the team. McCaskey's got to sell. Whatever. You know, I don't care. Does, it doesn't really matter. But they also have a young quarterback with a lot of talent who you might want to pair with a, a young, up-and-coming offensive coordinator, which is – uh, you know, Justin Fields is that guy that you you put him with a young up and coming coordinator. You put a good defense around him, give him an offensive line, let him grow. He could become a stud in the NFL. The Denver Broncos don't have any of that. They have absolutely none of the things I just said. And I don't come at me with the offensive line is good. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't good in 2021. It wasn't good enough. So you know, and the defense is going to change. Who knows what the defense is going to be now that Fangio's gone? There's nothing but uncertainty around this team. Nothing but uncertainty. And if I'm a potential head coach candidate, my name is Dan Quinn, and I look at the Denver Broncos, I think to myself, eh, maybe not. Well, look at the New York Giants, who's the other team that he's interviewed with. I mean, they have Daniel Jones, but Ooh. he's better than Drew Locke. Is he? I would love to, like allow them to compete for who is because what's what's the bar like and, and how incrementally better is like what's the what's the level there because that's too turnover waiting to happen that's what they are they're both a turnover waiting to happen so it's flip a coin if you will oh <laughs> we call that foreshadowing oh how about that but as we've talked about we both felt that Aaron Rodgers coming to the Broncos was a pipe dream. Dream of pipes. In a dream. That wasn't going to happen. However, Ooh, us after the, the Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, thanks to a blocked field goal. I mean, talk I about... Did, I did just chuckle. Blocked field goal, a blocked punt. I mean, it was it was bad. It was yeah, bad. It, it was bad. I didn't think anybody could top Tom McMahon, but holy cow. I didn't realize how bad Green Bay's uh, uh, special teams was. It's terrible. Oh, horrible. But the Packers beat writer for The Athletic, Matt Schneiderman, tweeted this out. Before yesterday, 
I thought Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams would both be back in Green Bay. On our last head of the pack, the guy who contributes with him, Bill Huber, and I explain, among other topics, why we both think Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Nathaniel Hackett or Getze will be Denver Broncos. Mace, Andrew Mason, coming back to Andrew Mason, who was on Panda Watch, he's now going to be on Rogers Watch. He listened to the pod, and this is what Schneiderman said on the Packers pod. I'll say March 6th, the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to the Broncos for four first-round picks, two second-round picks, and Jerry Judy. Quote that. He notes that Adams would be a tag and trade. Now, keep in mind, you can't trade four first-round picks. Three is the max. Well, so you already can discredit this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about if he couldn't couldn't remember that. But I, I, I digress on that. It, it, it's... It, to me, it goes back to sort of the same the same thing that we just talked about with the head coaching situation. I, I'll believe it when I see it, and I'll get excited about it when it happens. It, uh, until then, I got burned last year on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We all did. Everybody believed Aaron Rodgers was coming to Denver, and then he didn't, and then they drafted a cornerback instead of a quarterback, which, don't get me wrong, here we go with the, the Patrick Sertan stuff. Great cornerback, love him but he's not a quarterback and that's what the Broncos need. Does that just mean we pushed everything back a year? Perhaps, maybe, but you can't tell me that that was the plan. There's no way you would have planned it out that way. So we're just, we're, we're wait and see. We are on Panda watch. We're all Brian Fantana on that. And we just, you know, it's, I feel like Brian Fantana, when he yells at the Panda, do something, you stupid Panda. I mean, that's, that's where we are. And we're not going to get anything else until much later on. And I also will say this. I don't take I don't put a lot of stock into the things that guys say after they lose a big game. Most football players give you stock answers, but at the same time their emotions are up and they might say some things about, "Hey, maybe I won't be here. Maybe you know, we'll look at the future, blah 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 blah." Just, you know what? That's a guy who just lost a big game. Let's move on from that. We'll come back to it. We'll revisit it when he's had a chance to do a little extra thinking. And that's where I'm at with Aaron Rodgers and all of this, because I, I know that uh, it would be great if he became a Bronco, I suppose, I guess, I don't know. Uh, but I, I just, I don't see it happening and I will get excited about it when it does. I will say the reason it's noteworthy is because this guy covers the Packers. He is a beat writer for the athletic. He knows this organization, obviously to be a beat writer, you have to know it. You have to know the people inside and out of it. To be successful, you have to be able to know things and talk to people that other people do not. So for him to go on the record and say this, that's sure. why it's noteworthy. Yeah, and I, I think what all of the things that you just said also lend credence to any speculation that he might have in there. Because when you know a situation like that, you can speculate with a little more accuracy than, say, someone like uh, a Denver beat writer who is speculating about what Aaron Rodgers wants to do who's in Green Bay. So, or us. <laughs> you know, just just putting it out there, you know, our, the speculation from them is more believable than the speculation from us. I guess us is the word there, even though I'm not talking about you and I. I will say this. We both agree we're noncommittal, don't care about this coaching search until there's a quarterback and an owner. I will say this. George Payton needs to do 
whatever he can to get a franchise quarterback. Because anybody who watched the AFC games in the divisional round know you saw three quarterbacks who are going to be in this conference for the next 15 years. There's another one in Los Angeles who is going to be there for 15 years. You need to do something to compete with that. You need to do whatever it takes to get a franchise quarterback. And this nonsense of it's harder to find a cornerback than a quarterback, that's not going to cut it. You have to be able to compete with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those are the four quarterbacks in your conference. And I didn't even mention Lamar Jackson. There's five. You have to compete with that. Joe Burrow is in his second year. They haven't even done anything to basically address his offensive line that shredded his knee in his rookie year. And he just went on the road and beat the number one seed in the AFC. And if you don't think the Titans are going to be looking for a quarterback after this weekend, they need to because he's the reason they lost that game. Your defense gets nine sacks and you still lose. That's because your quarterback just threw three picks. But that's the Titans. George Payton needs to do whatever it takes to get a franchise quarterback. If you have to send three first-round picks, two second-round picks, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Bradley Chubb, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd Cushenberry, whoever the hell George Payton needs to send to Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers, it needs to be on the table. And the same thing needs to be on the table for Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks. I agree because with that. that is the only way you're going to compete with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, who are in your division. Not to mention, as I said, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, the future of the AFC is um, it's stacked. And the Denver Broncos are... They're on the proverbial downswing right now, and it's tough. It's tough, right? It's tough to sort of look at the scenario and go, "Well, what do we do now?" And you know, the whole, the whole thing about that divisional round weekend. The the one thing that I came away with, and it's something that you just talked about, and that's not the one thing I came away with. A lot of things from that divisional round weekend. This was an incredible weekend of football, but the thing that stuck out to me. Uh, significantly was the quarterback play. Not because it was all great, but because the ones that needed to be great were great. And Joe Burrow was great against the Titans, even though he was he getting sacked nine even, times. Even though he was getting more more grass and you know grass stains on his jersey in one game than he had all season. Yeah, he was great in that game. He and was I, and more grass than Snoop. It was it was crazy. I'm glad you you found a joke there because I couldn't find it. I got lost a little bit. Uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes put on an absolute clinic. It was an incredible show. It was one of the f- best football games. Period. I have ever watched. I loved that game. It was the perfect football game right up until the end, and for a couple reasons, obviously. 
And if you are looking at this conference and you're the owner of any other franchise, not just the Broncos, but that's who we root for, you're you're worried, you're nervous because as you said, you've got a decade plus minimum to deal with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and I mean I mean listen, the the hill has become an incredibly tall mountain. And it's not just a Colorado 14er that they're going to have to climb. These are this is him these are the Himalayas. This is Everest. This, this at least K2. It's at least K, which is apparently more dangerous, but maybe fewer bodies littering the pass. I don't know. That got a little weird. The whole point is you're screwed, dude. You're screwed. The the path is not an easy one. Everything will be a battle. You've got two Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes in your. I, it's. I know you just said it, but it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that doesn't a, even account Derek Carr. I know, which uh, I, I would take Derek Carr in Denver right now. They'd be a playoff team. They would be. I think you're right. The Broncos have a better roster than the Raiders, without question, and a better owner. I well, <laughs> with that haircut, how? I mean, come on. Mark, your dad was so stylish. I hate Al Davis, but he was so stylish. And then your his son, there has to be like, he, he's trolling us with that haircut. He has to be. It's fake, it right? It's like, it's actually a toupee. Maybe. I don't know. The whole thing is ridiculous. But that that's where I'm at. They need to get an owner. They need to get a quarterback. And if George Payton wants to save his job, if he wants to be able to continue with the new owner, whether it's in March at the league meetings when it's approved or it's in October. If he wants to be the general manager for this team going forward, he better do whatever it takes to get a damn quarterback. Without question. All right, let's do this. Let's pivot a little bit. Pivot, if you will. And uh, I, I threw out a little foreshadowing earlier. We we had a pretty heated discussion, you and I, before we started recording. Uh, not heated. We, we, we weren't yelling at each other. We're not mad at one another. Don't worry, kids. It's going to be okay. But <laughs> and I'm sure we're not the only ones doing this. I'm sure we're not. If you're on social media. Exactly. But I mentioned the Bills and Chiefs and how that was almost the perfect game. And was, I will say it was the greatest football game I've ever watched. It, incredible. And and I watched Super Bowl 32. So, you know, there's <laughs> it's hard to argue with that game as well. We got to talk about this though. It, it's a big topic. I think it's an interesting one. And it all boils down to one thing, and that's a coin toss. The The Chiefs and the Bills played this incredible game that ends up going into overtime because somehow Patrick Mahomes with 13 seconds left does John Elway things. And the, 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 beyond John beyond, Elway, beyond John Elway things. And John I don't Elway wanna, has never let's, done anything like that. I, yeah, it's that was incredible but they go in 13 seconds they get in field goal range they kick the field goal they go I, and I'll overtime. Say this. we i told you this and i'll say it right now i'm a broncos fan i've been a john elway fan i was with you i felt that john elway if not the greatest was one of the three greatest quarterbacks sure. ever mm-hmm. patrick mahomes is the greatest quarterback to ever play football yes. what he did on I sunday i i mean it's never been done before nope. what he's doing no one has ever done before and it sucks that he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Thank I, you, I guess... Ryan Pace, you giant effing moron. <laughs> there it is. There it was. I was waiting for it. Uh, I, I, and I guess we will get to learn what it felt like for Chiefs fans for all those 
16 years, except for if you think about it, uh, the way guys stay healthy these days, he could be playing into his 40s, uh, which... And he's playing in his fourth straight AFC championship yeah, game. This is just, oh, gosh. Just Meanwhile, terrible. the Broncos have never beaten him. Not yet. Yeah. And might never. As it How just, about that salt on the does wound? It, does it feel like they're ever going to? Probably not. No, so let's, it does not. Let's not lament on that. Let's talk about the overtime rule because that's why we're here. That's, that's what we're here for. That was the greatest game ever. And, and Josh Allen hits Gabriel Davis with 13 seconds left, and then – Patrick Mahomes drives down and gets the field goal. It's insane. And then they go out, and the referee said something that I thought was fascinating. It's a brand new game. That's what he said before they flipped the coin. And he said, Josh, I, I don't think he called him Josh, but he should have. You're the visiting team. You get to call, and you called. And Josh says, tails, because tails never fails. I guarantee that's what he thought in his head. And then it failed. It ended well, up heads. This? Prior to that, Josh Allen was 9-0 and calling the coin toss. Wow. And the most important play he made all game was the coin toss that he missed. And that says something about the NFL's overtime rules, and that's what we're going to talk about. I hated it. I hated it because the two best quarterbacks in the NFL today, or two of the best quarterbacks, I know oh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and blah, 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 whatever. Those two guys prove that they are incredible at what they do right now. They go out and only one of them touches the ball in overtime. It's a travesty. It is a huge mistake on the part of the NFL to not recognize that both teams, no matter what, should have a chance to answer the bell on offense and put points on the board. And people who argue, and you're about to do it, that the defense has a chance to stop the offense, I, I get that argument. But it doesn't take into account that the other team's defense didn't have to do a thing. All Kansas City's defense had to do was celebrate that they won the coin toss. That's all they had to do. That feels like a that feels like a huge miss in the NFL to not do overtime like every other sports. Every other sport does overtime where the offense gets a chance. Every other one. The NFL is the only one that I can think of where it's almost, not I don't want to say guaranteed, but it's a possibility that the other team's offense just ain't going to get a chance. It was neat when Tebow hit Demarius Thomas, but it doesn't make it right. They have to change that rule. And I will tell you what I said to you before we started recording, and I'll say it now. If you want the chance to have Josh Allen touch the football, stop Patrick Mahomes. It's really that simple. Sure. You want no, Josh know. Allen to get the ball? Yeah. Have your defense stop and Patrick if, Mahomes. And if, if Buffalo had won the coin toss, we'd be talking about it in a different direction. Because and that would what... be something that the Chiefs experienced three years ago when they lost to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. When Andy Reid tried to change the rule, one of the teams that shelved it and didn't want to do it was da, 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 the Buffalo Bills. Right. No, you're right. And here's here's the thing that I will tell you about that. I don't care what the NFL did. And I don't care what the Bills did or what the Chiefs did or any of that. I'm coming at this from the standpoint of a fan who recognizes that both teams have to get an opportunity to score. That has to be 
the the way that you do it. And and there are ways that you can do it where you have a, a play a full quarter if you want, or just if one team scores a touchdown, the other team gets the ball, and if they score a touchdown, you keep going. If they don't, the game's over. But all three phases of the game have to be taken into account for both teams. I hate it when you change the rules of a game for overtime. I didn't like the runner on second base that Major League Baseball went to during the COVID season for for extra innings. I think you're changing the game just to speed things up. I don't like shootouts for the most part. I don't mind them in NHL when they do it at the end of overtime. Okay, overtime period's done. Let's go to a shootout. I guess that's fine. You need to pick a winner. I, it, why not just have a three-point contest at the end of a basketball game and, and whoever has the better three-point shooters, then they can win the basketball game. That is that is what this is like. It's it's akin to just changing the way the game is played, so that you can finish the game in a more timely manner. And I know there's the argument of player safety. You want to get it done sooner. You you brought up the point that it was I don't remember how many games went into overtime, but only four teams won on the first possession, which is four times out of how many twenty one overtime, sure, which is great. You know what? Don't care. I still think that in that scenario, you have to have both offenses touch the football. You have to, to make it fair. And not only to make it fair, but to make it like an actual football game. The game doesn't stop being a football game just because time runs out. So play the actual game and let both teams get a chance. If you didn't want Josh Allen to get a chance to answer the bell in that game, then I I don't know how to help you because he he deserved it. Because his defense didn't do its job, right? But it they wasn't. Shouldn't they? Josh Allen shouldn't get the chance. So when his defense didn't give so him the Josh chance. Allen, who wasn't on the field and doesn't play defense, gets punished because yes, the that's defense how it works. There has to be a team that loses. That's sure. sports. That doesn't mean that the way that having both teams touch the football on offense means that there won't be a winner. There's still going to be a winner. You just have both teams getting a chance to put points on the board. And you don't have one offense sitting there being punished because their defense couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. And, oh, well, you couldn't stop them. Duh. They still yeah. should have had a chance. They still should have. No, they shouldn't opinion. have. That's, that, sports works with you win, you lose. Sure. You, yeah, the defense should not get bailed out and say, oh, we're sorry you couldn't do your job, but, but we're going to give Josh defense, Allen another Kansas chance. Kansas City's defense got bailed out by a coin flip. So, so the difference is Kansas City's Kansas defense City's gets defense bailed out by a coin it. flip. Josh Allen did. So, right. So it's Josh Allen's fault because of a 50-50 coin flip. Josh Allen should be more pissed that his defense didn't give him the opportunity I, I'm, to get I'm on the I'm not saying field. that he shouldn't. And, again, I'm he not talking about this. That his kicker didn't this kick it in. He should be it's pissed not that about his kicker the, that's not what it's about. didn't not kick it into about, the end zone. I'm talking about it from the standpoint of the game itself. Not Josh Allen. Not the, not the players on the field. The actual game and the way it should be played. And it should be decided like a football game, not by a coin flip. And if you have the possibility, if there's even an iota, that the game can be decided because a, a player went out there and said the wrong figure or the wrong shape on a coin, then it's not real football. And that's my problem with it. Because Josh Allen said the wrong shape, his team doesn't win. That's that's not football. That's just luck of the draw. And this isn't poker. It's not blackjack. We're not playing craps. It's football. Yeah. And the defense has to do its job. Sure, and the offense should get a chance to do theirs. 
Why? Why does the defense because it's get football. bailed out? I just said it. It's Why does it's the football. Bills defense get bailed out? It's you're not it's bailing time. Why they does, had sixty again, minutes? Why did the Chiefs defense get bailed out? You're right. It's overtime. They had sixty minutes. They didn't stop Josh Allen once. So why? Why do they That's get the bailed out because works. of the coin it's flip? The way, the, it's so, the way the so they won crumbles. the they won the casino game and they get to they get to go sit and watch their quarterback uh, finish the game because they won the casino game that they decided needed to be a part of football. And this is in and of itself. No matter what the league decides to do, no one is going to be happy because they changed the rule in 2009 after Brett Favre couldn't touch the ball because Drew Brees drove down the field in overtime in the NFC Championship game and kicked a field goal. Yeah, yeah. Then I didn't the like NFL changes the rule again. Now no one's happy because, oh, boo-hoo, Josh Allen couldn't touch the football because his defense didn't do its job. I'll bet dollars to donuts if they changed it so that both teams got a chance on offense, no one would complain. No one would complain. This oh, abs- there would be absolutely no. There would absolutely no be yes. There old, people would old people would old complain. people who who think that they should still be wearing leather helmets. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. My neck's got to stop. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm hurting. Uh, we'll come back and we'll do our whip around the league, which won't take long because there's only two games, and we'll talk about championship weekend. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. That was a, a heated discussion, but one that had to be had about the overtime rules. And now we will jump right into the championship weekend. The AFC championship and the NFC championship will be played. Uh, in the NFC, you get San Francisco and Los Angeles, the Rams, uh, a game that, I mean, we didn't even talk about the 49ers. And, I mean, we didn't we didn't talk about Tom Brady losing. How did, how did we for, forget about that? And Von Miller. Well, but the thing is, <clears throat> we went from – the Rams and the Bucks to the Bills and the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, I, I didn't think I could top how that game in Tampa ended because that was crazy. That Insane. was that was the that was like, here, we're gonna get you warmed up. And then we didn't even get a break between that <laughs> game and the start of the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah. And it was it was great. I mean, I was legitimately everyone saying it. Jim Nance was saying it. Actually, more. No, it was Al Michaels. Yeah, he was Al saying Michaels. 27 to 3 is about to become 28 to 3. Uh-oh. And it almost legitimately did until Todd Bowles decided. Yeah, we're not, not doing that. <laughs> we're going to we're going to give Matt Stafford the ability to throw to a wide open Cooper Cup. Yeah, Todd Bowles but that was Oops. crazy. I mean, I mean, just watching that, you got the sense like Tom Brady is going to do it again. 
Like he is legitimately going to do this again. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they had some they had some help. I mean, Von Miller gets the strip sack and recovers the fumble and does Von Miller things in the playoffs because Von Miller is still Von Miller. And the very next play, snap goes over Matt Stafford's head and Tampa Bay's in better field position. It was craziness. So uh, I, I think let's start with the NFC just for fun because we were talking about Von Miller. It's the Rams and the Niners. The Niners beat the Packers in a game where Aaron Rodgers is uh, 0 for every time he's played the 49ers in the playoffs. And which is so, ironic which is, because because apparently he's pissed every time he plays the Niners for not drafting him. Yeah, he said they were going to be really upset about it, but I don't think they are. If I'm being honest, so I mean, he, he 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 always jokes that he owns the Bears. Apparently, yeah. the 49ers own Aaron Rodgers. I I guess so. Uh, they could own Aaron Rodgers if he was in Denver. I wouldn't care. Uh, <laughs> that being said, that that game I think ends up being closer than than people might think, just because the Rams. And the, the Niners played pretty close games this year. If I'm not mistaken, didn't the Niners beat the Rams yeah. twice? Jimmy Garoppolo was 6-0 and against the Rams. I mean. And they just won in SoFi Stadium in Week 18 in overtime, where Jimmy Garoppolo did a Patrick Mahomes-esque drive to get down the field and tie the game up. That's right. To send it to overtime. That's right. So, so he... Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo know how to beat the Rams. And there are going to be a bleep ton of 49ers fans at SoFi Stadium, despite the Rams' best efforts to limit the ticket purchases at Ticketmaster to Los Angeles County. (laughs) Apparently, the people who run the Rams don't realize that there are a bleep ton of San Francisco 49ers fans in L.A., and if they don't live in L.A. and they live in San Francisco or outside of L.A. County, they know somebody in L.A. who can get them tickets. Yeah, it's uh, pay attention is, is really what we're saying. And I think the other interesting aspect of this, and it's something that you have to remember, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo have already been to a Super Bowl together. They lost to the Chiefs in a game that they probably should have won. And maybe you examine what Kyle Shanahan's doing wrong, considering he's lost a couple of leads in some big games uh, in the last few years, but they know how to get to the Super Bowl because they've done it before and they could do it again. I'm rooting for Von Miller. I I hope that the Rams go to the Super Bowl. I, I would love to see him get another one uh, at the same time. I, I don't know that I can pick against San Francisco here with the way that they have found success against these kinds of teams. So uh, I, I'm, I think I'm going to pick the Rams for fun because I'm rooting for Vaughn, but aside, but I, I don't know that I really believe in it. I, I think Vaughn Miller is the difference maker because we already know about Aaron Donald. The fact that they now have Vaughn Miller on the outside. And I think in his last six games, it's either six or seven games. He has six or seven sacks. So he's back to doing Vaughn Miller things. And he always rises to the occasion in the playoffs. We saw that against Tom Brady again, for the third time facing Tom Brady in the playoffs, he smacked Tom Brady around. He's got to have then, Von and then Tom Brady was right? whining about it. <laughs> He's got to have just nightmares of Von Miller. Every night he goes to bed just dreaming of Von Miller just crushing him. And now he heads in to SoFi Stadium. He's going to be facing a hobbled Trent Williams. So Von Miller is going to be the difference maker, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not Tom Brady. Both I think the, di- 
the the tip the difference in this game is going to be Debo Samuel and whether or not he'll be able to go because he limped off the field at Lambeau Field prior to that field goal because he got dinged on his leg. Shanahan says he should be good to go. That's something to keep an eye on because he has been insane with what Kyle Shanahan has done with that receiver as a running back. Just crazy. But it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think. It's going to be a tight game. It's ultimately going to come down to which quarterback craps themselves the worst. Is it going to be Matt Stafford or is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, uh, flip a coin. Oh, ooh, coin flip. There you oh, go. Back to that. All right. Uh, AFC Championship game. It will be in Kansas City. As you said, it's the fourth straight year that Patrick Mahomes has led the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game. And they'll be playing Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, who can't keep Joe Burrow off the ground apparently because you know, why would you need to draft somebody who can uh, protect your quarterback? But I digress. Uh, I, we, we talked about this before I hit record. This one probably isn't going to be that close. I don't no. think it will be a huge blowout, but I think by the time we get to the fourth quarter, it'll, it'll be celebration time for the Kansas city chiefs. Well, especially if you remember in, in Cincinnati, the Bengals beat the chiefs. And that was week 17 prior to them coming into Denver. And Patrick Mahomes told, said it after the game, we'll see you again. Yeah, they knew it was coming. They, so, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm totally glad for Cincinnati fans. I know a lot of Bengals fans. Uh, one of my current coworkers and my former boss are huge Bengals fans. To, to do something that they hadn't done in 31 years, win a playoff game, and then go on the road and do something the franchise had never done and win a road playoff game. And now they're going to their first championship game since 1988. I mean, I'm I'm totally stoked for Cincinnati sure. Bengals fans. Yeah. But the icky shuffle. I remember the icky shuffle. It, I it, do. it could get icky on Sunday. It could get icky on Sunday. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.